Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all called lockdown and COVID-19. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below. And without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. Good morning. How are you diddling? Excellent. Me too. Thank you very much for asking. A little bit tired today for some reason. Not sure why. But anyway, welcome to another episode of Dazed and Confused, my daily live video, talking to you about social media, about video, answering your questions on the subject matter, and also talking to you about different bits and pieces that you could do yourself for free to try and take your social media content and brand to the next level. Um, so we are live across multiple different channels this morning, as always. Uh, we're on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, two Facebook groups and Instagram Live as well. Um, and we will eventually get ourselves onto TikTok and potentially LinkedIn as well if they ever say yes. Uh, but anyway, welcome to today's broadcast. It is National Loving Day, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Uh, however, first things first, who am I? Uh, so I am Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and uh, we help brands and businesses create content that really helps them stand out on their social media, be it video, animation, aerial work, photography, graphics, all that kind of stuff. And we take them through the whole process from beginning to end, all the way from creative, all the way through to the point where they've got a piece of content they can distribute. And we even help them with distribution as well. Um, so that's what we do. However, a few years ago, it came quite obvious to me that not every brand, not every business is in a position to be spending money on a regular basis. God, my hair is terrible. I had a shower this morning and it's um, yeah, all fluffy. Anyway, we know not every business is in a position to be spending money on an ongoing basis every single piece of content doesn't have to be made by a professional team. So what I wanted to do is try and help people understand what they could do themselves for free, how you could make one piece of content work harder for you across multiple channels. So that's what I created. I created a, a process and I wrote it into a book format that went to number one called How to Nine Times Your Social Media Process. And basically it just helps you create more content from one piece of content. So, so many people don't create content because they're tied up in the idea of, oh, it's gonna take me a long time, or I don't know what to talk about. Well, this process helps with everything, tries to create more time for you so you can create more content, and also helps you understand what content you're gonna be creating on an ongoing basis. So that's what I did a few years ago. It's a completely free process because obviously all these things that people can create themselves don't cost a penny to do they just cost a bit of time. So if you've got the time available to you um, when you're not selling, then you could be creating more content, increasing your brand's awareness, uh, your brand's visibility, especially right now during these weird times where we're all either in lockdown or we're struggling to get out and about as often as we used to. Um, so yeah, so that basically um, is, is it, is that's what these broadcasts are all about, is to try and help you get more content 
uh, out there for your brand, for your business for free. I want to help you start creating. That's as simple as these broadcasts are. So hello to uh, Dom John, who's just uh, joined us this morning. He's a DOP, a director of photography, and uh, a damn fine one at that as well. I've worked with him on some really cool projects in the past. Also, uh, good morning to Miles, who's just joined us this morning, um, asking um, if I've only just got up or didn't sleep. Well, no, it is literally just did circuit training, had a shower, went out in the wind kind of look. Yeah. Um, anyway, who cares? Doesn't matter, does it? As long as I'm, what I'm talking about is a bit of value for you. So, um, yeah, what we're going to talk about today, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it's Loving Day. Um, and I've been asked a few times about this in the past. So I thought I would turn it into a subject matter for today. Um, is, is it okay to join groups where you give each other love? And there's there's two two sides to the coin there. So yes and no. Um, so basically what they're meaning is you can join like a little group on Facebook or on WhatsApp and have all your friends in there. And when you put a piece of content out on LinkedIn, you say, I've put a piece of content out. Um, can you go and give it some love? And they'll go out there and I'll give it a like and I'll give it a share and some comments because all the algorithms are looking for is interaction with your content. And the more people who interact with it, the better they're going to push your content out to more people and so on and so forth. So if you can get a good number of people right at the very beginning to literally go bang, like, comment, share it, then you're onto a winner. And the problem is, is that if the algorithms also see the same people doing it over and over and over and over again, then they start to realize that you're probably in some sort of interaction group and actually don't necessarily um, ruin what the person's doing for you, but they just hold it back a little bit. They don't give you as many points. If you could class it as a point system, so LinkedIn works on a point system. Not all of them do this, but LinkedIn goes, right, okay, you get one point for a like, you get two points for a comment, and you get three points for a share. So that's kind of what they do is they go, right, okay, that person has been liking every single piece of content. It, literally the minute that it comes out, they could be just somebody who really, really likes their stuff. That's fine. So we're not going to completely um, negate everything that they're doing, but we're just going to um, just going to hold back on how much we're going to push this content. So we're going to only give two points rather than three. That's the kind of ethos that they get in their head. Um, and it's not you sat there on a computer keyboard. It's just the algorithm and the way it's programmed. So I am a fan of these kind of groups as long as everybody within them is fair and equal and is going out and liking your content and commenting and sharing it with their audience and all that kind of stuff. It's when it gets to a situation where not many people are doing it. And you get a lot of that with different Twitter hours and different hashtag hours. People like myself will go out there and understand that it's important to be social. So I'll like a tweet from a person who's included in the hashtag hour. If what they're saying is valuable, I will definitely share their content as well with my audience, especially if it's like a product or an offer, that kind of thing, because I don't know who in my group of friends might want to buy a bottle of gin or might want to buy that particular art and craft set. So of course I'm going to share it because they might get value from it. Um, but then you get a lot of people within these hours who will just literally automatically use things like Hootsuite or Buffer to post a piece of content with that hashtag in at the same time every single day because they know um, those hashtag hours are taking place and then they step back and never like anything else that's coming out in that hashtag hour. And so that content just their content gets liked and nobody else's does by that person. So you've got to be certain that the groups that you're part of are actually going to be fair 
for you when you're actually joining them. Um, make sure that everybody in there is in there for the same reason. Make sure everybody in there is going to be posting content and going to like and share and comment on your content as well. Um, but also be aware that the softwares behind each of these platforms understand when you're doing this kind of thing. They're not stupid. Um, and so they're not going to completely hold back your content. They're not going to push it further down people's uh, feed just because the same person's liking it over and over and over again on a regular basis because they don't know whether that person really does like your content so much so that they're instantly looking out for it the minute that it goes live. But what they will do is just hold back on how much they're going to push your content out further. Because if you didn't already know this, what happens is when you post a piece of content, it doesn't go to your entire audience. So you could have a million subscribers on your YouTube channel. And a million of those people are completely engaged with your content. Brilliant. However, YouTube will still not send that content out to all 1 million people. It will send it out to 5, maybe 10% of your audience if you're lucky, but generally 5% of your audience, and they'll see how well it performs. If a good percentage of that 5% actually like your content and go and watch it within the first like two or three hours, then they will push it out a bit further and then a bit further and then a bit further. The way LinkedIn works is on the point scale, you need to score 20 points within the first one hour of posting your content. If you manage to do that, then they'll push it out to a bit more of your audience and then they'll do another point scale and then again and then again and then again. So all the different platforms do it in a different format, but you've just got to kind of play the game really and yes i understand people joining these interaction groups and um, they are a bit frowned upon by um, the actual platforms which is why like i say they'll hold back your content a little bit because they can't guarantee that the person who's liking your content instantly every single time that it comes out isn't part of one of these interaction groups with you um but they're never gonna really know fully so it's a it's a double-edged sword but yes be in them but no don't be in them. It's maybe not for every single platform um, or maybe just not for every piece of content. Um, and I know people, myself included, I'm in one for uh, LinkedIn with a bunch of other businesses because we all like what each other puts out. Um, so we, we like our stuff. But I don't put everything I put out on there. In fact, it's very rare that I put stuff out into the group. Um, but then now and again, when it's a piece of content that I really want to get some good traction on, then I will put it into the group and use it that way. And maybe that's the way you might want to look at start using the groups yourself, is that it's fine and dandy. People are posting content in there all the time. You go off and just like and share and comment on their content because you're getting value from it and you like what they've got to say and you want your audience to get value from it. But maybe with your own stuff, you just maybe hold back a little bit and just go, actually, this is a pristine piece. This is a piece I really am very proud of. I want more people to see it then put that into the group. So, for example, someone like Dom, who is a director of photography and creates some great content, he wouldn't put every single piece of content he makes into LinkedIn and put it onto the group for people to go and like it and share it. But then he'll maybe do one piece that's specifically special for dazed and confused mugs. And so he will then go, I'm really proud of that piece. I really like that piece and the story that's behind it. I'm going to put that on LinkedIn like I normally do, but I'm going to get the group to get behind it as well. And that way you're not pushing every single piece of content to the stratosphere and making the, the platforms a little bit dubious about your content. That You're just pushing the pieces that you're super proud of and that you want to reach a wider audience. Hopefully, you've got a bit of value out of that. Hopefully, you understand a little bit more about what these groups are. 
be careful which groups you're joining. These ones that are on Facebook and places like that where there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in there, you're not going to get the interaction. So it's going to be a completely unfair playing field. If you're happy with that, if you're fine with that, brilliant. Still put your content in there and hope somebody's going to go and like it. But the chances are with three or 4,000 people in an Instagram likes for likes group, you're not going to get any likes out of it. You just, it's just not going to happen. Not at all. Um, and also that many people that are in there, most of them aren't going to get value from your content anyway. So yeah, you've got to remember there's always that niche. So I would keep it a bit more narrow um, keep it to people who are, are close to you, who actually like the content that you're putting out, who've already got value from you. You've got value from them and make that like your interaction group. Um, but yeah, the platforms frown on it. So it's a, it's a really difficult one to come out and completely say, yeah, you go for it because you shouldn't really, but yeah, I, I can see it and I can understand why people do. Um, especially if the other people who are liking it are definitely also getting value and liking your content. Um, if they're not, if they're just liking it for the sake of liking it, if it's like a like-for-like like group, don't do it. Just don't do like-for-likes. Do likes for the fact that you're putting out value and people will like that content and have already got value from your content in the past. Okay, right here, let's have a look, see who else has um, joined us at all. And nobody at the moment on Instagram Live, that's cool. Um, and we've got a few people watching on the other channels. If you are watching on the live right now, uh, please say hello in the comments and uh, we can say hello back to you. Uh, Miles is asking this question here. Uh, on Facebook, what does a top fan mean? I know it's a bit of a random question. Um, it's not a random question at all. Um, quite a lot of people ask that. And um, basically, it means that within the group or the page that you're on, um, you are the person who is a top fan. So you're commenting the most, you um, are interacting with other people as well within the group. So it's not just the group owner that you're interacting with, but other people's content that they're putting out. And so the group and Facebook and the algorithm sees you as somebody who's a top fan within that group. So if you are a top fan within the group, it just means that you're interacting well with the group and the content that's going into that group. There you go. That's that's a fairly simple one to answer. Hopefully you uh, you, you you like that answer, uh, Miles. Right. Okay. Let's have a look at some more um, questions that came in overnight. Right. Um, where should we start? I've got three questions. Uh, first one. Uh, Sean is asking. I'd love to ask about how to create your own signature niche and find your message. I'm a music composer who's interested in audio branding and creating personalized sounds for businesses would be keen to find out how you would navigate through that. Okay, for me, in my mindset, I can see a perfect plan for people who are creating audio stings, audio imaging for brands and businesses. So if you don't know what an audio sting is, it's the sound that you hear when you turn on your Apple Mac. And it goes, boom, and you hear that. Or it's the sound of Windows when it's turning on. Or it's the sound of a Dell computer. Or it's the sound of your washing machine you switch on. Different brands have different sounds or stings or branding that is connected to them as a brand and as a business. And so for somebody who's starting out in that, that particular marketplace, it's difficult to niche a specific audience for that because obviously lots of brands and businesses could benefit from it. Um, and also you're just starting out. So what I would recommend personally is listening to local radio stations. 
So every area has got multiple local radio stations on it, community stations, local stations. But listen to the commercial ones, not your local. In the UK, we have the BBC. There's no commercials on there. I don't know if you've got something similar in America, but listen to the radio stations um, where there is adverts being played, whatever country you're in. And basically, those adverts are people who are willing to have audio created for radio. And so they're people who are obviously into audio, understand the power of it, and approach them. You're not going over the radio station's head. You're not going to upset anybody at the radio station. You're not suggesting you're going to make their adverts for them. You're just approaching them and just going, hi, I'm Sean. I'm a music composer. I make audio stings for brands and for businesses. And I heard your radio advert on X radio station. And I was wondering, if you're doing this on an ongoing basis, would you be interested in having an audio sting created so people recognize you from the sound and the piece of content that's playing before they even hear the advert? So they're ready to understand what the next advert is going to be about. And you can start playing into like the mindset of people when they're listening to this kind of thing. Because when you hear that piece of signature music, you recognize it and you go, right, okay, I know what I'm going to be listening to next. It's going to be an advert about carpentry. Or it's going to be an advert about electronics, or it's going to be an advert about a hairdressing salon. Whatever it is that you're creating, that sound effect will be related to that, and then so you can play into that mindset. So that it just—I mean, it works really well, and I'm sure you understand more about the mindset of music uh, than most people. Um, so yeah, I would—I would, I would def- That's how I would approach it. If I had the skill set you have um, of creating music and creating sounds and things like that um i can create sounds but i can't make music and stuff so if i had your skill set that's what i would be doing i'd be listening to all the local commercial radio stations listening to who's having adverts on those stations and listening to those who are having them on a regular basis because a one-off advert they're not going to want this kind of thing for them but those people who are having adverts that are played out on a regular basis different adverts created or maybe they've got two or three adverts running at the same time, but obviously being played in different time slots. Those are the people who are spending money on radio advertising and would probably understand and appreciate um, the idea of this audio branding that would really help them stand out even more with their adverts. And then if you wanted to, you could even contact the radio stations and just say, look, um, I'm looking to speak to the commercial production department. Those are the guys who make the adverts, write them, and just say, this is what I do. Um, this is what I've done in the past. Play some of the ideas that you've you've created in the past for different brands, and just go: Is it something you think more of your clients might be interested in? Um, and go from there. Fingers crossed for you, Sean. Hopefully, that's the answer you were looking for. Um, I think there's probably a good marketplace out there for you right now. Uh, hello to Ms. Frankel, who's uh, tuned in at the moment on YouTube. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, if you are brand new to the stream at the moment and you've just tuned in, uh, don't forget you can ask your social media and video questions right now in the comments live and we'll answer them live for you. Or if you're watching on the replay or listening to the podcast this evening, uh, stick them into the comments or drop me an email with your question on and uh, we'll do our best to answer it in tomorrow's live broadcast. Okay, next question. Uh, How do you stop numbers from affecting your mood? You realize they are vanity metrics. This is an anonymous person coming in, so hopefully they're watching or they're going to watch one of the replays. But basically, that's exactly what you do. You realize they are completely vanity metrics. They're not important, especially for a brand and a business. It's great to have 
lots of people watching your content over and over and over again and watching it on a regular basis. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's the nicest feeling in the world because you feel like the hard work you've put in is being appreciated by other people. However, it is not important. What is important is the audience that you do have are getting value from it. So even if you've only got 10 people watching your content and maybe they're watching on a regular basis, those 10 people are hopefully going to be on a regular basis getting value from what it is that you've got to say. And then at some point or another, one of them will share it with their audience. And then you'll get 20 people watching your content. And then another one will share it. And then you'll have 30 and so on and so forth. And you've got this potential exponential growth, but you've got to stop worrying about the numbers because they're not important. What's important is that you continue to give value in the content you're putting out, continue to put effort into it, make it consistent, be patient with the growth because it's not going to happen immediately and just don't worry about it. It is a vanity metric, 100%. I can't really get into your mindset because, yeah, that's just that's something you've got to get over, but it's not important. But I'm sure you've got as many people as possible in the world telling you it's not important, numbers aren't important. So there's something else that's making you think that they are important. They're really not. If you're that desperate to be an influencer, don't go that path. Just create content because you're enjoying creating it. And if the influencer path comes before you because of the content you're enjoying to create, brilliant. And if it doesn't, you've still created a lot of content that you've enjoyed creating. So get numbers out of your head. They're not important. Um, and certainly don't let them affect your mood. Um, this is the old saying, isn't it, that if somebody pisses you off on a day and um, – What's it? Is it 86,000? Let's just say like 86,000 seconds in a day. Um, and if somebody takes away, 80, you've got 86,000 pounds and somebody takes away two pounds, do you throw the rest of the money away because it's all been ruined? Or do you just go, okay, I've lost two pounds? And it's the same with the seconds in the day. Don't let somebody ruining your day for even for 10 minutes ruin the entire day. That still leaves you with 23 hours and 50 minutes to do something good. Okay, you're going to sleep a bit, but the rest of the time is your own to do something good. So, yeah, don't don't let a small number of people watching your content when you're hoping for more affect your mood for the rest of the day. There's just no point. It's not important. It's just a number. It's just a vanity metric. Move on. Understand what you've done. Understand what you've created. Understand that you're giving value even if other people aren't seeing it just yet. And keep putting that content out. Keep putting that value out. Keep being consistent. Keep being patient. Keep putting it out on other channels, getting more people to see it. Um, and, yeah, fingers crossed that will uh, sort out your mood because you'll be concentrating on the next piece of content rather than on the one that you feel should have been performing but actually isn't. And let's have a quick look at the questions. If anything's coming through right now, not at the moment, that's good. We can move on to our final question that came through on email. Um, from a company called Circle M. Um, as a husband and wife woodworking team, what in the world are we supposed to post three times a day? To be fair, you should be posting more than that, but okay, let's go with that three times a day. We're struggling to get one piece out of the moment uh, that we think is even mediocre content, um, and that's not even happening sometimes. Okay, there is so much content you guys could be creating, um, and so many people get tied up on this perfection content or just worrying about what it is that they're putting out. So, you can have, let's use Instagram as an example. 
and then you can take this idea and just use it everywhere. So on Instagram, you've got your feed. On your feed, you're going to have brand-based content. It's going to be your brand. It's not going to be any behind-the-scenes stuff. It's not going to be any family shots or anything like that. It's going to be photographs of your brilliant woodwork in situ after you've finished a piece of a product or before and after stuff. So here's all the wood that we started with. Here's this beautiful rocking chair that we finished with, whatever it might be. But put all that stuff into your feed, all the brand perfect stuff, the stuff that you really want people to see. Doesn't mean the images have to be perfect, just the brand perfect. So it's got to be on brand. You can't be off brand. But then you've got loads of other content that you could be creating. You could be doing case studies for people so that you have a video process of you creating stuff. You could do time-lapse videos of you making certain things. You could have time-lapse videos of you just doing certain jobs. You could create um, small um, little mini documentary pieces about the business, about the piece of content that you're creating. Uh, you could do behind the scenes, um, sort of like a daily vlog almost of, oh, today we're going to be working on this, um, and this is the kind of stuff we're going to be working on. We're going to do some turning. We're going to do these type of hinges. You could teach people different skills as well. So people who are watching your content, they're going to get some value from it. So they're not just seeing what it is that you create, but they're going to get some value from it as well. Like, I've got a squeaky floorboard. How do I fix it? Well, as a carpenter, here's a little bit of a trick that I understand works and then show them the trick and then they can fix the squeaky floorboard. Or I have got a dodgy door and with a broken hinge area. How do I sort that out? Well, this is how we would work it. We'd brace it, blah, 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 whatever. So you could make so much content. It's scary, but you've got to get over this idea of mediocrity. Everything you could put out has got a level of value to it. Um, and yeah, all that kind of stuff you could then post onto YouTube, you could put onto Facebook, onto your business page, you could put it onto Instagram stories for behind the scenes, you could put it onto TikTok even, uh, if you can make quick, short 60 second videos out of it. There's so much you could be doing. So don't get tied up in this idea that you can't manage it. You can. Um, you've just got to send the camera rolling, basically, because you've still got to do your job. After all, let's let's face it, you've still got to work to make a living. So you don't want to be spending loads of time filming stuff and things like that. So set your camera up doing a time lapse, set your phone up doing some filming, um, and then edit it all together in the evening or what have you. Um, don't get too tied up in it being perfect. It's nice if it is, um, but that's when you get to a stage where you can actually hire somebody to maybe help you out. Or maybe you're making content you're going to put money behind, then you hire a local creative agency to actually step in and start telling the story and help you tell that story properly with nice lighting, with nice video, all that kind of stuff, with nice voiceover. Um, but hopefully that's answered your question because there is so much you could be creating. Um, and it just seems to me like you're probably a little bit tied up in the idea of creating perfect content, which is why you're not putting stuff out rather than actually just content that gives value and shows your business off to its best because you're obviously very good at what you do.
Cool. Excellent. Right. I think we'll call that a day there then. It is Friday after all. Um, I want you to go off and enjoy yourselves, have some fun in the sunshine and the wind that's out there right now. Um, And I will see you tomorrow for another live broadcast. Not entirely sure what time it'll be at yet, um, but I will be live tomorrow at some point or another. Um, Until then, though, um, have a great rest of your Friday. Please do hit subscribe on this channel, whatever platform you are watching on. And um, while you're at it, move your thumb or your mouse ever so slightly to one side and click share so that more people can get to see my content. Okay, thanks ever so much for watching. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.